Ah, it is Sunday. Although it doesn't feel like Sunday because I had a shift today. Mm. But I've just done day six of my six working days this week. The first six days? No, second six days. Really? Yeah. Last week I did Monday to Saturday. Ah. Yeah. And now I did this week I just did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off, and then Thursday to Sunday. So I think I dare say it's probably going to be that kind of pattern for my working week sure. for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So it's good because Sunday is like 60-something dollars an hour. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's good. I'm continuing to kick ass. You're looking nice. really, really um, toned. Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really nice. This baby, once again, has done wonders. <laughs> and where I wanted to try and get fit, this uh, <laughs> this this the, the struggle or not the struggle, the rush, the mad dash for a job, yeah, landed me one that uh, is very physical, and move. I move around essentially. And well for, paying, and it like ticks for, all the boxes. Yeah, for yeah. seven to ten hours a day, I'm I'm rushing around picking up stock that can weigh up to up big big things. Yeah, very big, like fifteen like kilo a, things, like and a big strong man, like a very big strong man. And I'm oh, the baby's like, oh, ouch, sorry. What? I've got a huge pain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's probably just like, oh, mom, dad. Shut oh, up. Shut up. Shut stop, bl- stop blaming me for your stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, that, that's good. So I'm, I'm a little bit tired, but that's okay. That's okay. The show must go on. We've got a few things that we can, uh, we can discuss, which would be kind of interesting because I really wanted to on Friday. So we recorded Friday's episode on Wednesday. Yes. And then when Friday came around, I was actually ready to record Monday's episode. Or so this episode on Friday. Um, but you weren't exactly in the mood. So but that's okay. It's Sunday and the normal time that I absolutely don't look at me like that. <laughs> don't look at I said you're you're up for recording and you're like, nah, I think I'm too tired. So, well it was like nine or ten o'clock at night. Yeah. Well you know what, honey? Greatness doesn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, but that's okay. We'll have a bit of a chat about it, it now. It does rest <laughs> from time to time. But also, the other, another really, I think, key thing to discuss is you had a session with a hypnotherapist today, I one did. that's uh, actually started following you and uh, communicating with you mm. during that kind of flurry of, of higher profile people yeah. following you on Instagram. And so you got in touch with her and made that kind of happen. Yeah, I had my session this morning. That was really fascinating and yeah. very enlightening. There's very, very helpful tips that I can use to go forward now. Are you happy to talk about that? Because there's some really mm. fascinating things to come out of it. Obviously, and then moving forward for you coming into the future, with especially with your work, because it was the, the main reason that you – I guess made you know uh, made an appointment. Yeah, was so that you could essentially get some clarity around what you could do for your work because yeah. uh, that has been a thing, especially if you've been following. Uh, in, in particularly since we found out that we were pregnant, yeah, uh, your work kind of completely changed, like the mindset, the whole perspective, and everything completely shifted. So, with all those changes that that happened so rapidly, now it's kind of you're in a different space entirely with work, and so the, one of the main reasons that you went into yep. this, had this appointment was so that you could perhaps get some clarity there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm no longer in survival mode. That was something that there was a lot of fear there <clears throat> that we unlocked. Um, it was really interesting. It was kind of like a guided meditation, <clears throat> but, you like, she asks you questions and you talk to your unconscious and you respond. Like, it's so you're conscious. And um, it was really interesting. And she uses visuals. So that was very powerful because there's like symbolism in everything and 
yeah, it was it was incredible how how quickly like she'd ask a question and how quickly my unconscious would just respond and just say yes or no or this or that and just things would just come up. And I knew there was a couple of times when my mind would get in the way and I just said my mind's trying to interfere and then she'd bring you back down to the, the unconscious and then guide you back to that. And it was, yeah, it was really good. And then all of a sudden the, the mind just kind of stops. <laughs> it's fascinating. I've, because uh, this was a hypnotherapy, right? Yeah. So I've I've actually done a hypnosis thing before. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was at a sports trainer at a footy club, they had a, hypno- a hypnotist that came out and did it. Yeah. And it was, it was I, I'm, my mind, I don't think I'm very open to that kind of, uh, how would you call it? mental or unconscious coercion like because sure. you've got to be really open right and you've got to really be like you're very i feel like you're very inclined that way because of the, your your interests and what you've the way you've gone with your interests mm. especially in more recent times with the meditation with theta yeah. the energy stuff sure. you're very open and intuitive so i feel like you're and probably generally speaking you're probably a lot more suggestible than i am mm-hmm. And so the hypnotherapy or the, hypno- the hypnotism didn't really work for me. Okay. But is that what it is that what it kind of was like? She lulled you into that kind of state of hypnosis to you just relax. She just relaxes you. It's literally like a guided meditation, and you just listen and you answer the questions. Mm. It's not. It's not anything more than that. You feel yourself relaxing, and and you, like it takes a little while to relax because my head would because she watches you and she can look at you where your eye if your eyes are moving and that kind of thing. So. Um, I could feel myself <clears throat> really- This was over Zoom, right? Because she's, she's in America. Canada or America? America. Right, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> she, um, yeah, so she would like observe me and I. it took me a little while to actually relax. So, because I could feel myself like thinking about how it would look and like my mind would just obviously get in the way. And we actually spoke about it. Like, she's also um, does human design. So she does hypnotherapy and she intertwines human design into it, which is really cool. So helpful. And she shared a lot about where I'm stuck. And she could watch, she kind of just, she just kind of looks at it from a, um, just like we have a little bit of a conversation about the topic. And then she goes, let's have a look at your, your design and see yeah how we can kind of move from there and um she just spoke about she asked she goes have you had kind of have you are you more inclined to get depressed have you had bouts of depression or have you experienced depression in your life quite frequently I'm like yes like I've more more recently kind of understood it's a very big part of my life which is which has been something I've been trying to kind of get over us mm. you know trying to get make better and that kind of thing and she really helped me understand on my chart how and why that was the case but also how I can utilize it as my superpower rather than try to run away from it and she said a really important thing for you is to do your creativity when you kind of become in that melancholy because I'm like I do I fall into that melancholy very quickly and I can descend very quickly as well but now I've got more control over myself at the moment because of all the work I've done so I don't stoop so far but I don't know exactly what 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 gets me out of it so she she recommended she goes what creative what your creativity does because she goes you're very creative do something creative when you're feeling yourself being pulled into that melancholic state because that is where you when you connect with that infinite like infinite um, possibility with creativity and your openness and the expansion and all of that you, you you use it as fuel so I can use my my melancholy and that energy as fuel to create 
to create art, to create clothes, to create anything. She goes, this is something you can do personal. It doesn't have to be your work either. She goes, this is just something you know, I was talking about. And I'm like, it makes sense because I told her about my art. I go, my art just doesn't sell. It hasn't been able to sell. No one's really that interested. They like my art. People like my art, but they're not buying it. And I think that was one of the reasons is because when I every each time I'm painting or I have that inspiration and I create a really good piece, it's what it's what comes from that melancholic state. It's what mm. whatever's happening in that in that zone or whatever that's happening. So it's not I can't just create like I've said before. I can't just create out for the sake of it. So is your creativity like best primed when you're mel- when you're in a melancholic state, um, or oh, can you create just? Oh no, when it's you're- like no, no. Obviously, I can create <laughs> when when I feel inspired. Mm. But if I do find myself moving toward, like, if there's if I'm bored, if I because I just I can part of uh, what happens in my chart is that I don't have a lot of full channels. I have, um, I think they what are they called? Um, uh, paths. Anyway, there's channels that kind of connect all the centers. Yeah. I have a lot of half and unfinished kind of how I'll kind of explain it. Classic. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I do have the ambition. I do have the drive. I do have the, the, the passion and the willingness and all of that. And I can start things, but I can't finish them. But it's actually that's how I am. That's how I need. So I need to work with with people or like people that kind of finish off those those elements which is really interesting or find a way to kind of yeah what she's what did what did she say she said don't hermit yourself alone too much she goes you know to have time away because you won't finish anything well not not just that but you don't have the other you don't yeah you don't have the thing to finish you with you don't have Mm. the energy so she goes go out to like a cafe or you know go out in public somewhere put your headphones on like be on your own but utilize their energies because they might have the other channels that help you get inspired and you might you know when you go out and you go oh my god that that inspires me or this and you have an idea or you know something whatever it is um that she really encouraged me if i am kind of alone too much go out and have it, which is interesting because like we, I think, said that for me to go out two or three times a week mm. just to the cafe and just let him read a book or mm. whatever it is that I'm doing, just to be in that social environment again and to pick up on those energies to help me think clearly, to help me get inspired, to help me kind of balance out so I'm not, you know, on my You said that uh, one of the things that she did was overlap mine and your uh, human design charts. Yep. And we're very quite compatible, but one thing that really stood out, you said for her, oh, do you want to talk about it? Yep. So there's one channel, channel, one channel that um, we don't, we don't have either of us. And she said, it's a very common channel, which goes really interesting, but neither of you have this channel because it's quite common. Most people have it. Um, So for you sometimes, for you both, when we have a conversation, sometimes you can it takes a little while. You could have a misunderstanding. I mean, you can miscommunicate um, and you might just miss certain things because you can't express exactly how you're feeling or you you do you do express it but the other other person can't really comprehend that doesn't have like I don't have the visual to your to your words per se Mm. per se or the other way around like you're saying something like can you create a visual for me because I so like we've worked our way around it but what she said is go out 
as well, like the same thing, go out to a cafe or go, go out in public, sit in a, in a park and then have conversations. You might actually be able to like using other people's energy, not using, but um, utilizing the energies to kind of fill, fill that channel up so that you can, oh, it's just amazing how it can, it can. Um, it's funny that like when you go out into social environments or you go away from your, yeah, your kind of hermitude. Yeah. There's there's like a general kind of collective energy, I guess that's that's in it's in its completeness yeah. in, in a sort of social environment because you've got in a human design um, sense, I guess, yeah. where you've got all these different people that have all these different charts that when their energies all connect, they all intermingle mm. and I guess create as complete a chart as possible, and it just I guess creates this perhaps gen general kind of completion of, of a human mm. design chart. And then yeah. when you go out there as a, as a solitary individual and get influenced, perhaps you kind of tap into that completeness of, mm. of I guess, a chart or of the consciousness or, yeah. or whatever exactly the right word is for it. I'm not exactly sure what it is. Yeah. But tap into that and utilize it to kind of fill in the gaps for your own chart. Yeah. It's really kind of interesting how we... Uh, all have that ability to influence each other and when we all come together there is a, a raising of that kind raising, of that, that consciousness vibration. and that vibration yeah. Yeah. Um, because she said that we, we do work together because I, I was explaining a bit about our relationship and she's she got your chart up because yours is so fixed and you've got really defined and mine's more undefined um, we finish a lot of each other's channels that's why we work together on a lot of different levels and when it comes to communicating sometimes we can miss and it's interesting because we usually go out sometimes we're like oh, do you want to go out and we'll just go get a coffee or walk around the shops or and we we actually have really like different conversations like we don't repeat anything that we've kind of mm. talked about usually it's we we find new inspiration or something new or like it being like, it's cool. quite stimulating like, yeah. yeah it's really stimulating and it's just interesting how that already and to, for her to say that and bring it up it's like oh okay we'll, we'll do more of that yeah. when we notice something like that happening. well i mean I, I feel like we've had a lot of our ideas have come out of us being out in in public in uh, yeah going out for breakfast or going out for food or something or mm. yeah ducking out and we're kind of around more people i feel like we've had ideas and been able to sit there in it it's not if we're ducking in and out of the shop it's if we're actually sitting in there yeah. for a long enough period of time to kind of be able to properly mull something over together yeah and i think that that's when we've actually a few times had some had some of our ideas for yeah. what we can do next and perhaps how we can think about something and yeah and we've perhaps changed our perspe perspective on a certain situation that we're currently experiencing mm -hmm. and how we can move forward from it all that kind of stuff so yeah that definitely resonates and that fits in yeah. how I, I guess how do you feel after that session in terms of work going forward because I guess that's the kind of main yeah the main so I mean after I'm, I was pretty exhausted after and I had to I had to just let it all kind of sink in um so what we did is we worked on fear because there's a there's a real fear there, but I didn't know where it came from, and it's got it's pretty much about survival mode and sacrifice. So that was really interesting because I've already kind of I have that it's in the family that kind of sacrifice, but actually, too, it's a past life. So she goes, is this fear that first? I mean, the first one that thing that came up was me at two years old. It was an incident. I have no idea what it was specifically. It was just there's like a little me crying and going I can't do it or they won't let me do it that's the things that's the two phrases that came out and um or I'm too little or something like that I'm like I'm two years old of course I'm too little to do whatever it is that I wanted to do but it really distressed me and what part part of the hypnotherapy is she actually allowed you to kind of sit there and talk to her but be like yeah I, I introduce you to her as well so she goes bring Logan in and tell her about the baby and how you're you're grown up now 
You don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to, you can do it. Success looks different. And it was just a really beautiful moment. And all of a sudden I could just see her face and she was just like, her jaw dropped and she's like, wow. And then her, and then all of a sudden she started smiling. And then she goes, instead of having her separate as part, as a, a part of you, that's kind of separate of you. She goes, find a way to kind of integrate it. So just take a minute and all of a sudden she turned into like a ball of light and then she, I, I just picked it up and then I just put it to my heart centre and it kind of like shone into me. And now that was a part of me. Everything was okay in that moment. And then I did the same thing with a fear that was kind of lurking behind me and it was obviously me but it kind of looked like a gremlin, like a really dark, shadowy monster kind of, oh, it was really gross. I didn't even want to look at it. But as I was talking to it um, and as actually as she was talking to it as well, she said, I don't think I told you this, um, she said, you do realise that, no, let tell your unconscious to, to tell your fear, allow your unconscious to tell your fear that it's actually been hurting you. And as soon as it said that, it like, it kind of was like shocked and it put its hands up to its mouth. Like, like I didn't, oh my God, like I'm hurting you. And I like it was so mm. weird. It was just like first because first it was it was so fearful and it wanted to protect me and it wanted to kind of hold me and being like no no be careful be careful of everything and this overprotective fear which was actually outside of me because she asks you is it inside of you or outside and I go it's outside of me for sure and it's this thing protecting me resist like you know I can't go anywhere because mm. this thing's just lurking and stopping all of this inspiration from coming and. As soon as I was, uh, yeah, as soon as it said that you're actually hurting her, you're actually hurting me. And I'm like looking at her and I was just like, oh, my God. And then the light kind of shone through and I saw it was just another version of me, obviously a part of me. I was a little bit older and she started to, I don't know, I can't remember how we kind of moved through it. But then again, she, I kind of kept talking to it. And then it, she turned into glitter and then again I just put my hands out and she put her hands in mine and then we started to integrate because what we did, that's right, we, what we did was we actually turned that the da damaging fear that holds me back into healthy fear which can actually help me and pull, push me mm -hmm. forward and actually utilise and gain confidence and courage and all of that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. You trans I'm transmuted, um, transmuted that fear into a healthy fear. And then that kind of came into my body and I've just felt it all tingly. And then we went back a lifetime, we've got 52 lifetimes. It's the one that came up. That's where the fear started. And it was like uh, looking above and it was my, I was, I think I was a man in this in that life and I was getting whipped or bashed or something. But, and it was for like standing up for my rights or standing up for myself or something. But I could see like my family crying in the corner and stuff. And she asked, what do you need to learn from in this lifetime or this, like, what do you need? What is it that you need to kind of like ask your unconscious? And it was all about sacrifice. I don't need to sacrifice myself and it's safe to stand up. I'm not going to be whipped and lashed and all of that. Um, anymore I'm safe to express myself and stand up for what I believe in and stand up for myself and I don't have to sacrifice myself for anyone or anything it's safe to express myself as I am and 
It's a little wonder. Sorry, just quickly. No, um, it's a little wonder just, just with the self-sacrifice thing because obviously a lot, a big theme in your family is self-sacrifice a lot of the time. Mm. There is so much like, oh, I can't say no. I've got to continue. I've just got to, yeah, this is kind of yes man type stuff. Yeah. Where it's like th- this inability to say no, which ultimately ends up in this self-sacrificing thing to the extreme of burnout. Yeah. And like dropping, right? And I guess that's something that you were kind of raised with that that yeah, idea yeah, of self-sacrifice it's also built into religious thoughts yeah. and and beliefs right for better or for worse i'm not making any kind of judgment on that mm-hmm. i'm just just observe just observing it right for the purposes of this conversation anyway um but yeah it, it's it's something that i guess you were really you grow grew up with and were used to and it's kind of yeah. like if it's something a large part for you in this life to learn is how to overcome the the urge to self-sacrifice and become more confident and stable in yourself and your own foundations to be able to go no this is what i want and then to face persecution or to face the judgment mm. and the anger and the ire of those around you to be able to then move through it and go, I don't care. This is who I am. And this is, you know, it, it's probably perhaps a little wonder if that was a major lesson for you for this life that you are literally raised in the environment that you ultimately have to reject yeah, or you have to say no to yep. at some point. And that's going to create a huge, that's going to be a massive sort of leap for you, mm. I guess. Yeah. In, on, a, on a soul level yeah maybe. well i've been saying no a lot and um yeah for sure it's not um it doesn't really it's not really welcomed it, you know it, when someone changes when they've been saying yes all their life and i'm like yeah i can do it yeah i can do it yeah i can do it yeah of course of course i can of course i can yeah i will yeah i will it's like and then you start saying you know what no like, whoa why and you know the offense comes and all of that, and it's it's not on them. It's just the energy shift. Mm. It's like me actually changing my energy. I'm different person. I'm like, there's there's a reason why I have to say no because it's it's not good for either of us. Um, I'm not going to be happy, and I don't need to sacrifice what I was already doing to do this. And you know, it just just con- this constant thing. I've been brought up to, I've been kind of relied on to always say yes. And that's no one's fault. It's just like I've also been very like, yeah, I'll do it. Without, because I, I don't, I don't like, I didn't never like confrontation because I was the observer. I was the youngest. So watching people fight all the time, my brothers and sisters fight and my parents fight, it was really like distressing for me. And I'm like, I'm not going to fight. I do not want to argue ever. You yeah. grow up and you learn what's well, part of life. Oh, part my, of brother, my brother had the same, his young, my younger brother had the same sentiments because I argued with my parents a lot. And I guess he grew up watching us argue. And so he became a lot more meek and mild. I guess, and you don't to understand. kind of avoid that sort of confrontation. Because totally. you don't understand the context. You're not there. So you don't, you don't, in the conversation, you don't know what you're standing up for. Like you see everyone having an argument. You're like, oh my, can everyone just stop and just be nice and be happy? And it's like, oh my gosh, it's so not reality. Mm. So that. I fucking hate that. Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> let's it, all be nice it, and sing kumbaya. It's like shut the fuck up and yeah. like, get over yourself but and you let's need, make something. You know, let's sort this out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sorting stuff out mm. and like, come, like you know, us working together over the last four years in our relationship and our, with for each other, like for your for your personal self and my like our personal growth. Like we, we like I've learned a lot. To <clears throat> it's okay to say no. I actually need to in order to protect myself and actually help me like help my anxiety or for whatever whatever reason it's a value shift it's it's where you put your where you put the most value you know do you put it within yourself and you say i value myself and my person and i guess my own health and well-being or do i value the perception of me the external perception of me do i I value others um well-being and all that sort of stuff do i put them first i put them above my own and when 
you start to, when you start to sort of go, no, actually, I need to show up for myself in this world so that I can, it actually will best allow me to show up for others. Mm. That means I'm going to have to say no to them. So, it's going to hurt them in the short term, but in the long term, I'll be able to do more for them. And it's, and it's yeah, it's, it's a very difficult thing, but I think it is because especially since we've been together and working together through life and we've come to realize the value of ourselves and the importance of putting ourselves first and knowing that when we do that, we actually can be in a better space to help others. others. And I think that's a large part of what we've been doing. I mean, that's, that's, it's, that's not just like a, it's a, it's helping yourself in. There's so many different ways that you can help yourself. Obviously, mm. right? I mean, we're trying, we've been trying to help ourselves financially, you know, yeah. with our with work to you know our our space, and I think we'll be much more use. We can be much more use when we actually have the economic means to be able to do things and to be able to provide ourselves with the the opportunities, you know, that are out there for us that we can't currently afford or we can't fathom because we're not in. We don't have the financial. Yeah. Um, you know, backing to be able to do those, whatever mm. it is that, you know, would lead us to those situations. But, you know, also saying no to something, for instance, could be something like I need to sleep instead of going and doing, the, I need to, I need to lay down and rest yeah. instead of going out and to do this thing. Yeah. I need to look after myself that way. Yeah. And then so, you know, if that person comes over afterwards or I see them again another time, yeah. you know, we can actually, I can be of more better service to them because I'll be alert yeah. when I'm with them as opposed yeah. to going there and being drained. like a zombie and being yeah. all drained and stuff. So there's a lot of different ways that you can put yourself first. Um, you know, that's not just, it's not just a focus on, on you know all the long-term stuff because yeah. i guess i don't want to make it sound like because it's like i said if we're putting our, our financial selves first it's going to take time for us to build yeah right so if we're only looking at it from that perspective it's like well that means that you know if we're only focusing on putting ourselves first but how long is it going to take for us to reach some kind of goal before we can actually start to think of others in that sense mm-hmm. but that's obviously that's just a, that's a longer term thing yeah. but you know, there's obviously there's other ways that we can put ourselves first in a much smaller time frame right? so yeah. like i said something small i just need a rest i can't be with you right now because i yeah. need a rest and so when i am with you again i'll be alert and be better that's right that makes sense yeah and but also it could even come down to like there's two things you want to do like today i i wanted to make a clay vase for um, my um my birth altar and i after my session but i was like I really need to need to lie down and let it, like allow this to all of this information that I've just kind of downloaded or things this has just happened. I got to allow it to just move through my body and just rest. So I just put on like a movie and I just laid there. Even though I want to do it, I'm like, I want to do it, but I want to do it in the right energy. Even that just choosing what you do is looking after yourself. I'm like, I'm just going to be in a much better state if I am excited to do it. And if I have the energy, like, I don't have the energy right now to do it. I want to do it in the right right now. I feel like my body needs to just be here and allow the all of this information to just yeah, just to settle. That's another point too. It's almost uh, splitting yourself into into two for a second and going putting putting yourself before the idea of yourself. I feel like a lot of the time putting the reality before the idea. Mm. So it's like you know, you a lot of the time, obviously, when you put pressure, we put pressure on ourselves to try and do something or be something that we're not at this point. We're not yet. And a lot of the time we make decisions in anticipation of some kind of future event or what we think we need to do. And so we make those decisions in the energy, in that frantic energy of I've got to do this so that I can I can do that, I can achieve, mm. I can attain that. But when we some a lot of the time I've found when I've when I've done things in that energy, I actually hasn't not only has it not gotten to where I thought it would go, but it's actually made me worse off. I've become more tired, it yeah. sapped me a whole lot quicker. And, you know, if I had have just taken the time out, like you said, you'd take the time out today 
to, you know, not do not do the sculpting. Yeah. You rest and then you'll actually perhaps be able to come back and do the sculpture tomorrow yeah. and you might actually do a significantly better job. Exactly. I know you want, you want to do it. The idea of it obviously is very exciting and, and it's very enticing. Mm. But if you had have done it today, you might have absolutely botched it. Yeah. And so it's also, it's also that putting, being honest and realistic with yourself and putting, putting the reality of mm. your current state before your idea of what you would like to be. Yeah. If, That's if, right. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of, it's just, constant i guess honesty with yourself in that sort of sense and going i'm really tired i know i need to do this i know i should do this because if i do this then it's going to lead to you know a better future and all that kind of stuff but if i if i do that now in this headspace i'm potentially going to do a really bad job of it or i'm not going to do as good a job of it as perhaps what i would have if i was in a better space so first i need to get into a better space that's right and so, like, that's when you... And then you go, okay, what do I need? Sometimes it's going for a walk. Sometimes yeah. it's just laying down. Sometimes it's doing something completely different, just sitting on the grass. Like, the things that you wouldn't usually put for it first, if you put them first, it changes everything. Like, I remember last week I had a couple of days where I... There were things that I wanted to do. I think I wanted to make a dress. I ended up making the dresses, but I... It took me a little while because I when I first... <laughs> when I was doing the second dress... No, third dress... I screwed it up because I was rushing it and I was getting mm. real, I was way ahead of myself and I was getting into this like, oh, it was ridiculous. And I screwed it up, I ended up fixing it somehow, like, because I had an idea in my head and God obviously knew, but I, lucky I didn't cut anymore because <laughs> I wouldn't have actually had the dress that I have now. Yeah. Right. But what I did first was I went out, I go, I just feel like I'm going to go outside. And I went outside and I just like sat on the grass and Mushu sat with me as well. And I just sat there in the sun. I just sat there and just I just I was like just be and I was sitting there and I was basking in the sun and allowing myself to just be and then relaxing and then I got up I went inside and I'm like now I can do it because I can know exactly how I can fix it or I know exactly how I can do this and you clear you you make space for the thing that you you ultimately really want to do but yeah, it's that, that priority, like just checking your energy. And obviously, to an external observer, yeah, that would look a lot like procrastinating. Right? Yeah. And I mean, even to yourself, yeah. you probably feel really guilty. Like, am I just procrastinating right now? There's always that kind of. Always, yeah. I feel like there's always that self doubt and be like, am I? Am I seriously? Is this the and best? That's utilis- your head. That's yeah. when you know it's your head. Is this the best utilization of my time right yeah. now? I get that all the time. You know, when it's like, I know that I need to rest. I can't just jump into this. I know that it's a good thing for me to do. But if I go and do that, is is it is it the best time for it now? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, no, I'll take I'll take a break I'll, I'll, or I won't do it yet. Mm-hmm. And then there's that part of me that then goes, are you saying you don't want to do it yet because you're afraid to do it and you're trying to justify the mind. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, are you trying to justify not doing it yeah. because cause you're afraid? Yeah. And and then it's yeah you kind of have that battle and it's like no wait and then you start having these really this this argument about the about the <laughs> argument in your head it just like all builds on top of each yeah. other it becomes this like snowball that just cascades down a bloody down a down a snowy mountaintop <laughs> and it's so annoying I get that it all the time starts an avalanche because I, I had something like that the other day going on but I just quickly because I, I will come back to that because I want to just I'd rather probably just finish off what we're talking about with the hit, yep. with okay. your session so you kind of integrated your your fear and you it became a lot more of a healthy thing for you do you yeah. feel different at the moment yeah I feel a lot calmer I don't feel like there's something looming or daunting anymore which was actually another part of the visual there was a um, a cliff face that was oh so my happy place first was like the fields of flowers and there's water and that but there was this black dark cliff face which was right there 
and it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and I had to mention it because I didn't realize it was actually getting bigger and casting a shadow. So she goes, okay, what happens if you walk to it? As soon as I got up and started walking to it, it just like was getting smaller and further into the distance. I'm like, that's really interesting. But I'm like, that's it. You just, you're going to look at it and you face it. And usually it's it's more in your head. It's mm. your, And it, my mind was getting in the way as well. So I think that's what it was. My mind was making it bigger because my unconscious mm-hmm. knew, like or my body knew what was going on because I'm, I'm here to make a change and a shift in my body, in my energetic body and my mind. Like there are going to be shifts and I've, I've changed the timelines that I'm on right now from doing things out of fear and survival mode. And now I'm actually using my healthy fear in order to live my life to thrive. So I've changed the way I'm I'm living from now and what my future looks like. I've decided I'm changing the direction Mm. and I'm going a better way and a healthier way because I don't want to do what I've been doing up until this point because it's unhealthy. It's also not working. It's not working either. And I'm like, I, I just, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to spend more time struggling to make this happen, to force it. She also said that's a part of your thing. And she goes, it doesn't work, does it? I go, absolutely not. But when she said, um, after we kind of cleared everything, she goes, now have a look and ask your unconscious to show you what it is that you're cre- you, you are to create. And my mind got caught up, and everything was really blurry. And I just took that as, you know what, that's okay. I don't think I need to know yet. I just need to practice just knowing this right now that I can utilize through my creativity in this sense. I'm going to start here and I'm going to really utilize the creativity when I'm yeah, when I'm feeling, you know, flat or when I'm actually finding inspiration and just doing it for myself. Because doing that actually opens up opportunity and the energy of money which is the security, which is the opportunity, which is all of that, which she spoke about at the end of the It sounds session. like um, she actually affirmed what we'd already discussed about money. It's about the value, about doing the thing that doing generates, the, yeah. doing the valuable thing and then the money is a, is a, is a reflection of the it's value. It's a reflection. She goes, don't focus on money. Money is just the thing. Yeah. But she goes, to, in order to, the law of attraction, how it works, and she was talking about quantum physics. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I've got the recording, so hopefully I can, um, I'll, um, we'll rewatch it. And she was talking about, she goes, that's the law of attraction. She goes, what is money to you? I'm like security, safety, um, opportunity. She goes, exactly. So when you are, she goes, and then what, what happens when you're creating? What kind of space? I'm like, I feel free. I feel safe. She goes, you feel safe. Mm. You feel secure. You feel like there's, there's an opportunity. You, you're growing. You're expanding yeah. yourself in that moment, which what which does, does what? Brings in the money. Yeah. She goes, it comes. And she said that to me when I felt, when she um, congratulated us on um, – the baby and I'm going, we, I don't think we had <clears throat> the job yet. And I was like, we're just really concerned about the financial situation. She goes, the money comes. Yeah. And then when she explained it today, I'm like, that's what it was. I just needed someone to, because I was like, you know, it's energy, you know, it's something, but you're not quite sure what angle is going to work for you because it will kind of works a little bit differently for everyone. And you got to have the experience as well. And when she was talking about it and then she was saying it in that sense, I'm like, I'm going to try it and see what happens. Because I everything that I did over the last um, over the last two years and and so forth with the cards with the it's not that it didn't work it's not that I didn't love it I loved all of it it was all epic it's all so interesting and fascinating and it is going to be part of my life I don't know how it's going to play a role but I just don't want to do it I've only stopped because I've realized that I'm not going to be an authentic leader in that sense if I'm in survival mode 
and it hasn't worked. It didn't work as a survival, as a coping mechanism. Oh, it did work as a coping mechanism, but it didn't work in the sense that I was, where my intention was trying to go, which is money. So by changing that energy, I'm interested to see what kind of goes on from here when it comes to my creativity with my art. I don't think I want to do much with my art, but I don't know either. Be a good thing to learn a bit about the quantum quantum mechanics and mm. quantum physics and that kind of stuff. Because I think there's a lot there's a lot that's happening in that field, which is really fascinating, really interesting to yeah. Especially, I, I watched a couple of experiment videos on YouTube that kind of indicated the the idea of like a consciousness, like atoms and all the mm. particles in yeah. the universe have like their own consciousness, yeah. and they have a consciousness of being She's observed about that. as yeah. well. Yeah. And I, there was one oh, I can't right. exactly remember what the experiment was, and I saw another um, Bongino snippet where he was actually talking about the. I think he was referencing biocentrism, which is a book by is it Robert Lark? Robert Lark? I haven't oh, read gosh. it, but you've got it. It's on the shelf. Mm. And because I'm like, I wouldn't mind learning about physics or whatever. But anyway, there was because he referenced that and it reminded me of a video that I saw where a guy was explaining how atoms were behaving or photons or something when light was shone through certain through like a slit was mm. shone through slits. I'm not going to say the, the experiment or anything because no, I'll no, probably glitch the crap out of it. But basically what came out of it was the behavior of the 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 particles because they could track them and record them yeah. was different when the particles were being observed to how they were when they weren't, to how they behaved when they weren't being observed. Yeah. And then, like, they did a thing where it was, like, you switched around and, and like, you, you kind of tricked them into being, like, oh, I'm not observing you, but I actually am observing you. With and a camera and stuff. Yeah, like it's yeah. something. But it was the fucking weirdest thing. It's, wow. like, you would think that they would stay constant. Yeah. The, the, regardless. The, the regardless, right? Yeah. That, that's, the, that's the whole concept whole we have of the world. It's, like... But then the kind of implications of that, it's like, does reality actually exist if it's not observed? And then, you know, kind of like if a, if a, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's yeah, over here, it doesn't make it sound. Yeah. It's, kind, it's kind of maybe like that. So it'd be yeah. really interesting to actually learn a little bit more about that. And I guess you'd probably, yeah, there'd be a lot to uh, potentially around manifestation and, yeah, and law of attraction. attraction and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff with it. Because where you start to put your attention and your focus, obviously, you know, if you're looking at certain things, if, the, if you've got quantum theory that's potentially backing you up for being like reality comes into being as, yeah. as the, the, the person observes it or experiences it, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. If you've got a certain perspective, then potentially reality can literally alter itself to your perspective. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, if you, you wanted enough. Rega- I think regardless, it's gonna. If if that's the way that the, that the universe works, then then it's probably good. It alters itself to your perspective to you, regardless. Yeah. So it's like make sure that you've got a healthy perspective. Yeah, and that's even the book I'm reading about. And you're self-aware as well. Yeah, so you know what's gonna like. Yeah, what you're attracting, what you're not. Well, the book I'm reading is a lot in that. It's very much in this sort of spiritual kind of i these spiritual ideas. Yeah, think and grow. Uh, rich. Think and grow rich. Yeah, there's, there's actually a lot yeah. about because I, I want to learn the the mindset and to read about the mindset and a lot of these ideas I've already encountered before mm. but it's putting it more so to the concept of making money and it's very much like reality you can change the reality that you want and it depends on your thoughts like yeah. you 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 will have a perspective or you'll have a mindset that is going to shape the way that you view the world and also what the world is going to bring to you you'll have a perspective that'll you'll you'll drive these thoughts into your subconscious and then your subconscious is going to i guess bring to you basically the content of your thoughts but in a material form mm. so it's like that you'll you'll have the spiritual the spiritual thought the spiritual experience that then will be reflected and you know manifested in a material form which again if you're if you've paid attention to if if you know or are familiar with spiritual kind of ideas or philosophy or anything like that this is be very familiar this kind of yeah. thing um 
Bea was saying that like from studying all these really wealthy people, a lot of what their process was 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 this kind of stuff, yeah. this kind of manifesting. Yeah. And it's a lot of it just comes with having the right mindset. And every time you listen to anyone talk about, you know, how to grow wealth, you know, how to become become great, essentially yeah. become powerful, it starts with having the right mindset. Mm. It always like every single without fail, every single person is mindset, mindset, mindset. Mm. And it comes with your perspective. And that's something that I've been really trying to focus on and trying to to have a create more creative mindset when it comes to earning money, mm. and when it comes to the position that we're in, and go okay, what's 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 our way out essentially? You know, how can what can get me out of having to be employed and you know able to generate income? You know, and then how can you potentially use these tools as well for yeah. your own work, Absolutely, right? Yeah. Because it's not just it's not just me; it's us. We're, no, it's us. Yeah, because yeah. it's not just relying on me to earn the no. income. It's like you're completely free to do whatever it is that you want to do. Yeah. So it's interesting that you brought up the quantum, the quantum. Yeah, yeah. And she stuff. was expl- she explained it really well. Um, it was just like fascinating. I love when people are like just know know what they're talking about, and they explain it, and it's just like oh, it's just so good. It's just so good. It feels good, and it's <laughs> relate because she gives you an example how it's relating to you. So it's like you can relate and you can understand it in a different way or in your way and it it can like can stick. So, um, yeah, it was just really incredible to to kind of tap into kind of that realm and then her talking about just how how the unconscious works and how visuals are really powerful. And she goes, you use that because it's symbolism. It's what we see, you know, every day and that kind of thing. She goes, that's how I work anyway. Mm. And it's fascinating. It's such a, it was a, re- a really good session today. I'm very tired, um, but in a good way, like allowing all of this to settle in. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm pretty calm. I'm not worried or concerned anymore about, I'm not that I really was. I was really calming down anyway with the baby and trying to be as stress-free as possible, but I'm not concerned that the thing that I'm meant to do, it's not looming over me anymore. I know that I need to practice a couple of things before it kind of happens. It might not even take that long. I'm it not, probably won't. No. Even this book, it's it says the same thing. It happens so quickly. Yeah. All this stuff comes so quickly. When yeah. you make the right adjustments mm-hmm. and you put your focus in the right places and you it's the ball once the ball starts rolling it it yeah. happens incredibly fast and i mean things have already happened pretty quickly as soon as the baby came you know, yeah that's a came. prime example in yeah. our own in our own experience yep when you the, my realization came yeah. and then organizing the doula and the midwife and then this like just working on myself making sure i'm clearing energy and helping myself i'm like i can't do it on my own anymore like and and all of a sudden it's happened like i you know it was last week i'm like oh my god i can't wait it's gonna a whole another week until i have this session what am i gonna do all week and it's already sunday i've already had my session and it's like you know time just and it, in in the book i mean one of the key things is essentially i, I feel like to, to you know the nuts and bolts of it essentially come back to how do you want something when you want something bad enough you'll, yeah. and you'll, you'll give up anything to make it happen you'll make mm. you'll do anything to make it happen yeah you'll be able to make it happen essentially yeah. and i feel like when we found out we were pregnant. Well, it's like, okay, we have to make it happen. Like it was just, there was just a non-negotiable. Mm. And I think when we had that non-negotiable, we were able to make things happen. So it's non-negotiable. I need to go get a job. 
and then within a week I had a job. You know, we needed a space within a day. You know, uh, with the with you, you, it was a non-negotiable. You wanted to have a home birth mm. as well. You know, now we're in the we're in the situation where it's like, okay, you're going to give birth at some point yeah. in the future. Yeah. So now it's like <laughs> a definite a definite sort of thing. We had to sort that out. I mean, that happened, mm. right? And we're going to have the the money there to be able to support all that. So I think the real lesson to come out of that is knowing knowing what we want and then having those having it as a non-negotiable. No, this is just there is no, there is no other way yeah. that I'm going to be going forward in life except to have this. This is what I want and this is what I'm going to get. And, and yeah. we haven't had that kind of firm uh, certainty with anything no. until until the baby came along. Yeah. And th- having this experience it's like when it comes to our work and perhaps what we want to do, taking that and going we need to we need to have these non-negotiables in our life because that's the only way ultimately that we will be able to get what we want. Yeah, and thrive. And to thrive, yeah. absolutely. And so I'm trying to, I was trying to think about creative ways, different ways. I'm like, how can I potentially, with the, the, the job that I'm doing now, is there a way that I can get more money uh, without having to do more work from it? Mm. and so obviously the, the first thing that kind of comes to mind is a pay rise, pay right, rise. An incre- you know, a bigger pay slip, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm performing really well. I am performing really quite well, and, I mean, I've got no idea. I've never asked for a pay a pay rise or anything like that before. Like, I feel like it's such an audacious thing. Like, <laughs> only, like, you know, real stifflers and or sticklers or whatever, like, go, go and do that kind of thing. They're like, oh. But it's, again, if, if you, you'll never know if you don't ask. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the time you, you talk yourself out of doing something and you've talked yourself out of what could have been a great opportunity. And that is what I was talking about before with that snowball, you know, rolling down the hill thing and you get that argument on top of the argument yeah. in your mind happening. Because I the other day the the boys are getting all excited because they're going off and joining a union mm-hmm. and they're asking me if I'm going to do it and I'm like, no, not interested yeah. at this point in time. Uh, I have a plethora of different reasons for it at this point. Uh, but in particularly, obviously, over the last few years, seeing a whole bunch of the unions completely throw their boys under the bus mm-hmm. and their, their boys and girls under the bus. I'm like, it's just, you know, what the fuck's your money paying for? Mm-hmm. And I do not want my money to be going in union fees to be going off and paying certain politicians and political candidates and their mm-hmm. campaigns and all that kind of stuff. So you've thought about it. I have thought about it. <laughs> I'm like, at this point, no. I feel really good in this job. I don't feel the need to go and join a group so that I can rail against some kind of perceived and probably non-existent grievance that I have with it. Mm. I have it quite good here and I recognize that. I'm not going to try and extort from them more. Yeah. So, anyway, um, <laughs> so I have some very strong views on it, obviously. No, good. Anyway, and so I'm like, okay, so a lot of, a lot of the guys are kind of go from doing that. I'm like, is there some somehow an opportunity in this for me? Because especially reading it, reading this book, it's like there's, there is opportunity everywhere. And when things start to look like they're going in a certain direction, again, there's opportunity. There's opportunity down other channels. If all the water's flowing down this channel, well, then that channel that it was flowing down has sort of emptied out a little bit and maybe you can go a little bit further through it. So, I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know. I know that I'm performing quite well and I'm like, okay, maybe a pay rise. How do I potentially, yeah, how can I increase my income without having to uh, increase the amount that I work? Mm. And so I'm like, all right, maybe I can go and ask for a pay rise and be like, oh, all these, well, they're all looking at going off and doing, you know, this stuff with the union and all that stuff. Like, that's fine. They can do that. But yeah, like I have yeah, XYZ, I've got a little bit of leverage because of my performance that I can go and lay it out in front and say, can I, you know, can I negotiate a pay rise, please? Mm. And 
I guess the thing that kind of held me back, and I'm glad that you kind of confirmed it because I was a bit sort of umming and ahhing over it, was I have only been there for three weeks. So <laughs> it's probably a little bit presumptuous. Yeah. Let me kind of get a, a couple of months perhaps under my belt mm-hmm. just so like they get used to me. I, I know for sure that I can continue to deliver yeah. at a high at a high rate. I'm, I have no doubt that I will. Yeah. But it's just to kind of have a, a consistent yeah. uh, record over a long period of time. And when I say long, I'm literally talking a month or two. Yeah. Uh, that I can actually then go and have a little bit more to bargain with, essentially. So, I was like, okay, and then you sort of confirmed it. I'm like, all right, and then I I didn't. I didn't end up going in and and talking because I was so close to going in and talking to Mm. the lady in the office and – she, I felt like a student saying that, the lady in the office. <laughs> Back in school. Um, and uh, so that in my head though, I'm like it was a really big thing to the idea of going and asking because I'd never done it before. So, yeah. it's like really terrifying. Even so, it's like am I, am I talking myself, am I rationalizing not going and asking because I'm so mm. scared of doing it because I've never done it before or is it genuinely the right thing not to go and ask? Yeah. And so, I was already leaning towards, no, I think it's the right thing not to go and ask. I think it's too soon. Yeah. But anyway, I'll just I'll just let it go. I'll let it let that go. I'll just continue to show up and continue to sort of yeah give them my best. But even but even even thinking about it and actually going to do it, you know that's that's a big thing for you, and that's something that you like. You know you're worth, and that's that's a huge thing, and that's what that's why people go and ask for pay rises. Well, I mean, not everyone, I guess, but most people they know that they're worth more. So and usually they if they negotiate well. They'll be, they they get what they want or a, a whole nother position. Oh, well, that's right. You know, and I'd rather I'd yourself. rather have the conversation directly with the employer as opposed to banding together with a group and then in numbers going. Nah, we have a list of demands. It's yeah. like I'd rather actually work with the people as that are paying me. Yeah. As an individual, because I feel like that's just the way to do it. I feel yeah. like there's more honor in that. You know. Yeah. And it's. <sighs> I, obviously, I have some perspective. There'd be, you know, I'm sure there'd be plenty to disagree with with my perspective, but that's just the way I kind of look at it. You know, I, I feel like I feel like that's the more empowered position to go forward and to do that off your own back, mm. uh, to to put that. in the to put in the hard work and do the do the hard yards, get the recognition because I'm continuously getting recognition, right? Which is really lovely, and so. That to, to, to continue to display that good record over time is kind of like what I was saying a few episodes ago. It's like, what do I expect from myself? And yeah. if I expect myself to perform well, well, that's not going to lead me astray. And so, if I continue to show up in that in that way, it's just going to make this. It's going to make it perhaps easier in the future and put me in a better position to be able to negotiate something like that. And absolutely, it will. And you're you're arguing from a position of power as opposed to a position from lack and yeah. going, I want more. I don't have enough. We need more. We need more. We need more. Is that in the book? This is just me thinking sure. about it, you know, just needing more, needing more. And this is this is one of my one of my sort of beefs, just with the the general. Uh, I'm talking about the lack fundamentals yeah, of. Yeah. I'm just thinking with the union stuff, they all go off because you know they've got their perceived grievances and everything with the company. You know, we don't right. have enough break times and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, anyway, I I don't have those certain issues. But I just feel like it's it's using your labor, which again, if you're if you're employed, if if your if your labor is essentially all you've got as an employee to give, then obviously if you withhold that, then you know obviously they go on strike. You withhold yeah. your labor, then that's kind of your biggest bargaining chip when it comes to you know getting what you want in a sense. If you've if you've got an employer that's you know taken advantage of you essentially, but I really don't feel like I'm being taken advantage of. I well, haven't it seems felt like, like that you've at got all. a really healthy environment, a working environment. I do. I just like, don't feel everyone like everyone looks after you. Yeah, everyone's kind. It's a good culture, like you said. Like yeah, there hasn't been any issues up until now, and and 
Well, I, I'm not. Like, I don't think there's gonna necessarily be any issues, but I just don't think it's a necessary step. I just think it's yeah. a bit extreme at this point for me. Anyway, this yeah. is just for me. But anyway, like I said, I'm still. I'm just trying to look out for opportunities and be creative. Because mm. another thing I was thinking about was getting a credit card as well. Sure. Right? And because I was, I was perusing the socials. I was on Twitter and Zuby asked honest question. He tweeted like honest question or honest thoughts or whatever. Uh, pros and cons of buying your house in cash. Mm. And then I was just reading through the tweet, the replies. I'm like, it's, it's interesting. And, you know, there was the, you know, the pro is that you don't owe any, you know, you don't have to pay a mortgage. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have that kind of stuff to worry about, those sorts of overheads. Mm-hmm. But a con uh, that someone pointed out, which was, I thought, I'm like, very interesting because I think, you know, no debt, pay your house in cash, like yeah. you own it, you don't have to worry about a mortgage or anything like that. He said a con is that you're using all of your money, all of your money is going into that particular house or that asset if it's, you know, an investment property or whatever, instead of using the bank's money to pay for it. Mm. I'm like, that's that's kind of true actually. And that kicked for me, that, that reminded me of, I can't remember if it was from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki's book, or if it was from him talking about, he listened to a podcast or a seminar that he did, but he was talking about, I remember- when he first started in, because he's massive into properties, he's got yeah. properties all over the Is place. That course in the that you did with? Yeah, I did. I did a yeah. seminar. I did seminar, a seminar. Yeah, right. Um, actually, was it on that? No, I did I get a course. Was, I did yeah, buy. I did buy a, a real, course. Yeah. I did buy a real estate course. We had no money, so I'm like, I'm just not going to bother. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah I did. I completely forgot about that. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> might have to. Might have to open that back up and have a look yeah. at it. Anyway, he basically said when he started, he into in investing a story that he had was like the the property price of like the first investment property he was looking at was something like nineteen thousand dollars in total and he needed a two thousand dollar deposit and he did not spend a single cent of his own cash and he got the property mm. he got he got a loan from a, a family member or a friend or something like that a two thousand dollar loan which he took to the bank and then the bank gave him the the seventeen thousand um, dollar mm. loan yeah. And then he got the investment property and was getting passive income from it without spending a single cent. Yeah. And that just reminded me of just reading that reply and being a con of buying your house in cash is that you're you're not using the bank's money to to get yourself an asset. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so true, you know. And part of that is, you know, a lot of my hesitation with things like debt, uh, you know, mortgages, loans, and credit cards and all that because you just you get used to the idea of debt bad, debt bad, debt bad. Yeah. But wealthy people, rich people know how to use debt in order to expand their assets, in order to increase their wealth. So interesting, yeah. It's incredibly interesting. And I, when I started really paying more attention to these you know, these podcasts, you know, listening to these people, invent, investors and everything talk, and it's like they, they say you like use debt. Like debt's incredible, like a very, very valuable tool to expand your wealth. I'm like, how the fuck? You know, you're terrified of a credit card because you're like debt, interest repayments, all this kind of stuff. It's no good. Yeah. But it's there's a difference between like consumer debt, like just, just using your credit card to just go and buy, you know, food and shoes. and shoes and clothes and games and all that kind of stuff. And then you're having to pay interest back on all that kind of stuff when you're paying your credit card off. And it just it, it you just you're you're going into debt for nothing essentially, for just things that you consume. But it's like if you utilize debt 
to acquire things that are going to earn you money like as, and more as an investment go into debt for things that are going to bring you money in the future mm. then the debt's not it's not wasted debt it's actually good debt so real estate education yeah that kind of thing. yeah all, all, all that kind of stuff I, I guess you know is to is to it's like using leverage yeah. to be able to get yourself leverage yourself into a position where you're actually got you know you're expanding your wealth you're increasing mm. your wealth and I guess the idea is to use someone else's money yeah. to make you money so yeah. you don't even use your own money essentially. So I'm like, you know, if, if we were to get a credit card or something, what would I use it on? And maybe it would be things like education, you know, if there were courses, short courses or whatever. Because yeah. like I said, I was, we were talking about it too and it's like, you know, if there's a there's a $1,000 payment, for instance, to pay for an online course but we can't afford $1,000, well, I can't afford $1,000 in perhaps a bulk mm-hmm. expense but I can afford to pay $250 a week for a month. Right. So, you can put $1,000 on the credit card and then just pay the credit card back over the month. And mm. we have $1,000. So, the $1,000 that I would have had to scrounge up to pay for it up front, all of a sudden, I only have to essentially pay 250 of my and own And you cash. don't have to sacrifice food or- Yeah, you don't have to sacrifice any of it. So, in a sense, you've actually kind of generated the extra cat. You generated the extra money for yourself or the extra value for yourself yeah. in your own in your own like circumstance nice. by using debt, by yeah, using the bank's money. It, yeah. So right. that's the kind of stuff I've ne- I've never kind of thought that way yeah, about money. Yeah. I've always just been like avoid debt, avoid debt. Yeah. That's really bad. But I'm like, is there actually a beneficial way that you can utilize debt? And of course there is because mm. wealthy people use use debt all the time. Like I was listening to Rich Dad Radio, Robert Kiyosaki. He said he was in over a billion dollars debt because he uh, it was something like he's incredibly wealthy. Yeah. He has to keep buying properties though. Like he's in a the the way that it operates, he has to literally continue buying properties. He said because if he stopped buying properties, he'd have to pay all this freaking tax. He'd have to pay so much tax, so he has to continually continuously be purchasing property after property after property. And it, obviously, he's he's you know earning enough or whatever to support the debt. Like that's not the issue, but it's yeah. like it's just the way that it's all kind of set up. But it's imagine getting yourself into a position where you have to actually continue acquiring assets, otherwise <laughs> you'll go, otherwise you'll go down. Wow. You know, as opposed to this idea of like, oh my god, if I if I buy this, then that means you know I'm going to sink all this money into it. I'm going to have nothing, and it's it's just. It's a completely different world mm. and I just it's so interesting to me yeah. and I really want to kind of I, I want to figure out a way that I can have the figure out the right mindset to have and feel confident in myself and not figure out I know the right mindset to have but it's I guess about really embodying yeah, that practicing it practicing and, yeah. it and being brave as well and courageous and I, I think for us the idea of that, <coughs> like a, a good example <coughs> sorry a good example perhaps would be, so let's just say hypothetically, you if we had a credit card, right, um, and used we used you know debt to to perhaps get ourselves into a better position. Right. A, a good example perhaps would be uh, you we get a credit card and you were hypothetically yeah you're making clothes sure. you're making clothes like that's your little side business and whatever. Mm-hmm. So we we get a credit card and perhaps you buy a thousand dollars worth of material. Yep. And with on that card, and then over time, we, we and then you use that material, and you make you, know, you make clothes, and you make garments, and whatever, right? You might make with that thousand dollars worth of material, you might make uh, two thousand dollars worth of garments, and so in in that month or in the time that it, you know you have to pay that amount of money back, and I think it's monthly credit cards. You got to pay back monthly. I think I'm not sure. I have to look into it. Right. But anyway, you pay that back, and you've got a thousand dollars left over. And now, you know, you might the next month then you might take that $1,000 that you've got left over and completely reinvest it 
And then you might do another thousand dollars on the credit card. So two thousand dollars in material now, and you'll go and put that through. You know, yeah, you'll go right. buy your material, and then you might make four thousand dollars from that awesome. worth of garments. Sure. And then that way, you just continue to sort of reinvest. But you've used debt in order to yeah. actually get yourself into a position that you can start really earning income from it. Mm. So it's like I'm just trying to think of again. This is absolute. I'm just spitballing for no, my I'm own for my own ideas. I've got. I need to look into all this and get you know. Yeah, feel the inspiration and really learn for myself how exactly I want to handle money but I want to get creative and think outside the box for it's it's not outside the box for wealthy people like I no, said but, I know, but for someone who hasn't had the really specific financial education that a lot of these people got from having certain people around them yeah it's like I have to listen to podcasts and get it from get yeah. it sort of secondhand read books and, and get it from that and yeah. really learn and go there's other ways to use it you just have to be brave enough to be, to step out and to and to, to do, do that it, yeah take so, risks yeah, I'm looking at the, at this point in time to I'm really considering doing an online course in accounting and bookkeeping. I don't really have the money perhaps up front to pay anything right now. I have to sort of look around and see what I can do. Yeah, uh, I think I, I saw a cert for at um, Swinburne. I th- that for the course, I'm not exactly sure how much how much it costs or whatever, right. but. With with again with my income at the moment, like it's it's all like it's okay. Yeah, I've got enough money mm. to be able to make payments or anything back yeah. on it. But if it if it's like an upfront fee, if I got a credit card, I can put it on the credit card, yeah, and, and then pay, pay it back it. over you know the next the next yeah. month or would it pay the credit card back? And then that way, instantly instead of having to try and fork out, let's just say for argument's sake, it's a thousand dollars. Instead of trying to fork out you know a thousand dollars of my own Spend cash, it, yeah. I instead spend the bank's cash, spend the bank's money, yeah. and then I pay the bank back over a shorter period of time. So that way I don't ha- I, I'm not out a thousand I'm not out of pocket mm-hmm. myself a thousand dollars. I get to I get to make smaller repayments over a longer period of time and get to retain more of my own cash because I've used someone else's to pay for the course. Yeah. And I get the course itself too. Yeah. So it's like it's just generating all that this value using really using understand. other people's How? money, yeah. using debt to actually get yourself, leverage yourself into a I guess a stronger position, a better position than what you were in before. Mm. And it's again what it's a like, remarkable industry. Oh, it's. I mean, yeah. It's, like just and the way to use. That's capitalism. It. This is this is the beautiful thing about capitalism. <laughs> you can do things like that to yeah. actually get you to better yourself. Yeah. And I th- a big thing for me is I, I was really thinking about it the other day because I had a there's a guy at work. He's he's a young fellow. He's 21, and I was some somehow we got into the conversation of money and finance. I think I said I'm reading a book because I'm really interested in this stuff and I want to yeah. you know better myself. I said I've been budgeting, you know, the the shit out of our money <laughs> for God knows how long, and I can I can. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very, very, very proficient with it now and very good very good with doing that. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's really good. You know, I wish I, you know, knew how to sort of, you know, do that. I need to, I need to be smarter with my money and all that mm. kind of stuff. And I'm like, younger people, I feel like it's the same with me. Like, there's no real financial education anywhere, mm. especially for young people, you know. Not in school. And you, you, get get yourself, you get yourself into this position as a, as a younger person where it's like you've got no idea really how to handle money. And then all of a sudden you've. You, you know, you've got none. We're in a horrible economic situation at this point in time. And it's like, but also, but even despite that, it's it's like you don't know how to handle money. You're financially illiterate and I'm the same. And you're forced to work. We're the same. Well. So you like have, you're thrust you into work. the work. Yeah, you have to work, but you're thrust into the workforce. But, you have, but in order to work, you receive money, but you don't know how to use that money. You don't know how to and use so it. You lose it. You squander you it. You've got nothing. You yeah. can't get yourself up anywhere. And then you start to be like, why the fuck is the world so unfair? And then, you, yeah, you absolutely get taken in by the, by <laughs> socialism and all those mm. bloody ideas of you know worker exploitation and it's the it's the rich, the rich and the wealthy people's fault that I have nothing but it's yeah. like it's it's just about you don't know anything mm. you don't know anything you don't know how to use money yeah. in that in that other way 
you know, and I'm not saying there's no exploitation. I'm not saying that, you know, there aren't nefarious actors out there that have a lot of money because they're fucking are. Oh, yeah. They're bloody oath there are. I mean, if you've been paying any attention over the last couple of years, you'd know exactly, you know, you'd be able to reel a few names off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. But it's it's also just, but just generally speaking, you know, you listen to these people talk and it's like they, there is, as in you listen to these wealthy people talk and they're trying to educate and they're trying to share with you some of the secrets and, you know, give you a bit more, you know, power to take these steps for yourself and learn about it. I'm like, I really want to help. Like, I want, I'm really interested in finance. I'm really interested in that field and, and accounting and all that kind of stuff. I find it really fascinating. I really enjoy doing it for us. And I'm like, I would not mind actually doing a course and getting a certification on it. Yeah. And then potentially seeing where that goes. Like, so exciting. Helping. I really would love, I love the idea of being able to help people just budget personal finance, just do their personal finance at this point and then mm-hmm. see where that kind of grows and goes into from there because it's like, we bloody need it. Mm. We, I really yeah, feel like it's it's yeah. really needed, especially, yeah, for younger people especially. Mm. If it's just – and we've got a baby on the way, it's like, you know, I want to make – I want to know how I can how I can help, you know, uh, educate yeah. educate our child with when it comes to finance and money. And that means I need to know. I need to know this stuff. Yeah. I want to know it for I'd us. I have to be a good um, uh, representative. No, not representative. Uh, uh, like actually do it as yeah, well. Like so yeah. could they hit leading by example. Leading example. by example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. That's what exactly. That's exactly what I yeah. want to kind of do as well. So I'm very very much at the moment. I'm contemplating uh, doing it doing it online. Just a, a fully online course, mm-hmm. getting certified potentially. Uh, you know, even as a bass agent, yeah. and just looking into how all that kind of works and how I could work that out. Because uh, Swinburne's fully online. If you go through and do like a cert four or whatever. And that way, just you know, with it being a, being a bass being a bass agent, it just means you can do tax. You can you can file tax for tax purposes and all that. So I'm not. I don't have to. Like if you're just doing bookkeeping, I, th- I don't know if bookkeepers are bass agents. You might have to be an accountant. But it just means like if I'm for instance for instance if you're doing like a business, you're mm-hmm. doing your own thing. I can be the accountant for sure. it. Yeah, but yeah, if I was yeah. the bookkeeper, I'd be able to do your books. But then you'd have to take you'd have to take that. Uh, that work and then give it to a bass agent who can then actually submit it to the ATO on your behalf. Okay. But if I did a course or whatever and I was bass agent certified, I could, I, yeah. like I was a bass agent, I'd be able to do it all. Yeah. But so, you're interested in it anyway, so that's. Well, that's it, and it's just I guess a kind of stepping stone. I don't have any formal qualification, so that was actually another thing that I was interested in potentially taking to the office as well. Mm. So as as and going, this is what I'm interested in doing. Is there any pathway for me? Yeah. Here with you guys yeah. to kind of nurture me and, and, and you know, go up yep. in a kind of finance capacity. It's good for you to have a course, though, behind you as that's well. Ex- that's right. Yeah. That's right. And so that's why I'm kind of thinking so about like how serious course. are you about it, yeah. Maybe it's probably a good thing to get a credit card anyway at this point before mm-hmm. shit really hits the fan huh. economically. I was listening to Jim um, Jim Rickard's talk and he had a he was predicting potentially a liquidity crisis and a recession in March 2023. Right. In the US, so that would have a massive ripple effect across across the world, it. especially with the US dollar being our reserve currency. Okay. But um, anyway, fun times. But yeah, I'm just that's yeah. those are sort of I guess the things that I'm contemplating yeah. and considering at the moment. So it's that's nice probably seeing you so lit up about it and so passionate and finding that purpose in it. I've always yeah, I just I just I'm really interested in in finance mm. stuff. I really find it interesting oh, and curious. I, wish I had that just the certainty of knowing. What it is that I'm like curious about. There's no literacy. Like it's so yeah. fucking hard to know what the right way to approach things is, what the yeah. right bloody – and it's like I really want to try and help somehow in myself. I want to learn it for myself and then yeah. be able to pass that information on and instill it 
in 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 other people mm. you know for others do that with others and empower them financially because i really think that that's, now, that's what, what we need we, that's right we need to feel financially empowered because when you're financially again even with the vaccine stuff right to yeah. kind of bring that up just briefly so many people got the jab because they felt if they didn't get it they wouldn't have any income coming in they mm. wouldn't be able to support themselves and be able to support their families and stuff right? right imagine if you were financially independent that would never have been an issue yeah and I know it understood. Yeah, how it to trapped people. In, it trapped people in a lot of ways, but it also showed how dependent we are on that paycheck. Mm. And if we weren't dependent on the paycheck, if there was a way that we could become more financially literate, if there was a way to potentially spread more financial education that's more beneficial, especially uh, for younger people. I'm talking, you know, school age coming out of school, yeah. you know, getting a job, getting a first part-time job and how to manage money and all that kind of stuff. Potentially, you could resolve a lot of these issues and a lot of these dependencies. Great. I think you'd probably have a lot of um, you know, governments probably wouldn't be too happy with that. I, I think it's think easier having a dependent population, but uh-huh. um, you can manipulate them a little bit easier as we've seen. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's sort yeah. of where I'm at, where I'm like kind it. of interested in. So after this, I'll, I'll think I'll, um, I'll look into... TAFE university stuff and credit card stuff and just sort of see, yeah, just just see, just yeah. just educate myself a little bit on what's available, what the opportunities mm. are, what's possible, and then kind of go from there. So, yeah, yeah. anyway, you're looking yeah. very uncomfortable, so I might um, end it. Yeah, starting, I just got a hit of nausea. Uh. I need to eat. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a lot of food today. I just kind of snacked, but it's still not enough. Had yeah. a big bowl of salad wasn't enough. No, <laughs> but um, yeah, you've already you've got a baby bump. You do. I do it it yes. is actually a bump. So yeah, just I thought complete. it was just fat, but it's not. It's it is a bump. It's a bump. Yeah, I had a, I had a look on the um. There's uh, there's an app that I use, and on it, it was like all the different like ten weeks baby bump, and everyone's does look different. Some some women are just still flat. Some women have really like just exploded out, and others kind of have that little pot. Yeah, and then a little bit of a bump at the bottom, and I'm like, that's kind of what mine looks like. Yeah. Okay, so you got a little bit of a little bit of a bump, a little yeah. bit of a pop. So Pretty it's, cute. It's yeah, it's nice to kind of feel now. Being like, okay, it's becoming kind of real because I've been like kind of holding in, trying to do like. Yeah, just to kind of because I have like even on the sides on my waist, I've been trying to do oblique work because it is like I am gaining weight there because I mean my whole body's widening and there's a whole thing going on. Um, it's it's really interesting, but um, yeah, no, it's I'll, I'll tone up I think as I go. Now that I'm going to get have a bit more energy, I'm getting a bit more energy, um, but the whole resting and being sick and all that has probably just made me a bit more. Um, cushiony <laughs> but it's it was, nice to actually see the baby it was so sweet you said the other day that you were talking to the baby in the car and you actually really felt for the first time like the motherness yeah because I, I hadn't really said so it it was sweet. really funny because on the um was it the doula contact or the contract sheet and at the bottom it said mother and then it said partner and then like if it said like mother and father the first thing that comes to my mind i'm like why would i put my mum's name oh. on there and <laughs> i have like, no idea you looked at mother and i'm like your name dickhead yeah <laughs> and because i'm like i actually haven't said it i actually haven't said i'm going to be a mother or i am a mother mm. like i haven't and i was in the car and i was just talking to the baby and I it was like it was really funny because I was thinking I go it's just the time is gonna fly and there's gonna be the baby in the back seat it's like right now he's in my belly but is you know this little thing's gonna be in the back and I'm gonna be talking to it and we're gonna be going to you know go near the grocery store uh, store and I'm gonna be talking to it just like this mm. and it was it was just a beautiful moment just to kind of I didn't have I, did I have music going I think I had classical music on and I'm just like. 
I uh, just I don't know. I just started, and it was really nice. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm your mother. I'm like, oh, I am your mother. <laughs> you are. And I'm going to be a mother. And I'm like, no, I am a mother because you're already here, and I'm already talking to you. So I am a mother already, and I just felt like a real sh- shift in my energy as well, which was nice. It's so sweet. I love it. <laughs> yeah, we watched a doco on a home oh, birth, yeah. a home labor, home birth. <sighs> God, I- I'm gonna be. I'm like, so I'm like, I'll be like a big march. I'm going to be a fucking mess. When she, <laughs> when she, when the baby came out, when she gave birth to the child on yeah. the floor in her lounge room and I hadn't even panned to the father yet, but like I was already crying when the baby came out. Oh. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be I such a mess when this baby <laughs> and comes out. And then the out. camera turns to the guy and he's like crying. Yeah. This bright red face. And then the other three kids come in. Yeah. Oh, they're for the child. No, that was four kids. No, three. It's just such a fucking beautiful moment. Like, there's just, I've you, you so can't, many. you can't, you can't help but be emotional about it because it's just, it is oh such a gosh. miraculous thing watching a child being born. At the, the home births are so beautiful. I can't stop watching it. I cry every time. It doesn't matter, like, whether it's even, like, just a, if it's just got music, whether it's, like, a two-minute, like, fast-forward clip. I'm like, it's so, so beautiful. Oh, my God. And I'm just I'm not even thinking, oh, yeah. to be honest. I'm actually not because they're taught to, you're taught, you're taught to breathe. You're taught to feel and be, like, my body is, is meant for this. You know, female bodies are meant to give birth. So I don't want to make it a trauma, and that's what a lot of the doulas and midwives talk about. They're like, "This is not a tra- this is not a traumatic or emergency or a medical experience. This is and the most one of the most natural, beautiful, sacred rituals that we get to perform, mm. and it doesn't have to be painful as much as you know they say. Oh, it hurts like hell. It's and like I'm sure it does. But when you know how to control your breathing, when you're in control of your body, when you know how to push, where to where to push, what position to go into, how to breathe, where to focus, and all of that, in which you get taught. I'm so excited to learn more about. It. I'm like, I'm already looking it up and doing my breathings and all that. I'm like, I'm just I'm not concerned mm. at all for. For that, I am so excited to actually be in labor, to actually feel that. No, I know it's yeah. probably going to be a different story when I'm in labor. <laughs> but, no, but truly, it's because it used to scare me. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I don't want to be. It looks so painful. And she's like screaming. And you see these women and they don't even like there's a couple of them that scream just to push. Mm. Others, they're just like they just breathe it out and it just falls out. And then there's just like this beautiful like. Oh, and it's really like euphoric. You just see, you can feel the euphoria and then the sacredness in in that moment. In the, whatever, yeah. however many hours they go for. Another um, thing I found out was that actually home birds, the labors go for less. You're actually in labor for less time than you are in the hospitals. That's something that was just a new a new thing. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Mm. I'm like, well, yeah, because the the um, the environment's more relaxed. You get to set the environment. You get to choose who is there at at your birth, at, at your birth, at your labor, and and what it looks like. And you know whether it's you know like loud if you've got music on, or if you've got you know peaceful music on, or if you've got you know, whatever it is. You get to choose the environment that your baby comes comes out in, and that's been huge for me because I'm already sensitive. I'm like, yeah, I've, I need to have as less people there as possible because <laughs> it'd be too much. Not so much talking. 
is um in the um, doco as well the doula was talking about what do you want and what don't you want so have a look at so that we can kind of we can work that out during the next the, the few months that you're pregnant I'm like okay and there's a lot of things like yeah I I really loved this silence and just you're watching the woman just go through this beautiful transformation like this death and rebirth it's just it's incredible and just being in that moment just watching it and observing I know in the moment's going to be different but I know that I'm going to be the the it's just going to be what it is for, for me and it's going to be the experience that I make it as well even if I do freak out I'm going to tell you exactly what I need when I start to freak out the words that I need to hear or the mantras that I need to hear or a, a like a, a touch a certain touch, uh, like a pat on the, like a rubbing on the neck or the back, or mm. I, I'm going to know all that because that's how prepared I want to be. So mm. I know that, and I want you, I need you to obviously to remind me what, why exactly. If I lose myself in those, mo- in that moment, I want to, I want you to remind me exactly how I want this birth, mm. and like that's what you set yourself up by having a home birth. For me, that it's just always, it's been a, I, I just want, I'm so like, it's just. I'm always going to have a home birth. Yeah. I just, it's always been something that's part of me. And I'm more, more excited now, even watching them and the ways the different women, kind of people that they have. And oh, it's just such one an incredible experience. Amazing thing I saw, one that sort of really stuck with me of all the ones we were watching was mm. a breech birth. Mm. So you kind of, the whole, I remember my, I'm pretty sure my brother, he was, he was a cesarean, uh, but I'm, Pretty sure the reason was because he was breech. He hadn't flipped. And yeah. I think that's why they, they cut him out. Right. I think. I could be wrong. Right. But obviously, you kind of, it's the idea of a breech baby is somewhat daunting. It's yeah. like, oh, my God, it hasn't flipped around. You know, it's, it's, it's feet first. Like, it's not health. It's not good because if the baby, you know, the head can get stuck in the canal and then yeah. God knows what will happen, that kind of thing. And it's, you know, obviously, it's a high stress thing, right, the idea of a breech position baby. And- but yeah, there was a, a home birth, and the guy, the she was on, I think, all fours, yeah. and the baby came out feet first, and then it was, it was sort of the head was still in, yeah, and that, who was just sitting there, he was holding the body, yeah, her, her partner. The feet were in as well, weren't they? A little bit. No, 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 oh, no. The, the body was fully out. Yeah. It was just the head was still in the canal, yeah, and he was just holding the body, yeah. and it was just calm, it was relaxed, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there was just like a. <laughs> <laughs> and he had the baby fully in his arms mm. and it was it was just like it, it was a trust. It. Yeah. it was a trust. It was a calm. Yeah. It was peaceful. It wasn't alarm. It wasn't mm. scared of, of freaking the fuck yeah, out. Yeah. Fear. It was like it was just a it was a birth. It was the baby was in breech position and it was totally fine. Yeah. There were no dramas okay. with it. It was okay. And I was like, whoa, like that kind of that that sort of stuck with me a little bit. Just yeah. just watching that because I'm like, holy shit, you know, you just have these horrible ideas and these visions oh that come God, into your head of like yeah. damage or like yeah. you know, yeah. And that it really does make a difference. The being calm and trusting your yeah. body, trusting that the baby also knows what it's doing, trusting that you know what you're doing, that everything is, you know. And you've got like I've got we're gonna have the midwives there as well to guide you. It's like if they know that if there's something wrong. They they know they'll they'll refer you to the hospital they'll they'll take you like yeah. it's it's not something that they're just going to be like oh no we'll just figure it out as we go if there is an issue they'll take you that's yeah. that's the emergency yeah. but um other than that that happens um not very often you know they said it's more common in first um, first mothers but even then it's dependent on if you're a low risk or a high risk and yeah. it's just you know 
It's one other thing. We'll we'll finish up because yeah, I know because yeah, I know we've only got because we only do three episodes a week now. Like if it kind of runs a bit into the yeah. one to one and a half an hour and a half, I'm not, I'm not too fast. But we'll perhaps finish on maybe just a bit of a laugh here. <laughs> I actually did not realize that there was an afterbirth. I heard I've heard the the word before. After like the placenta, giving birth to the placenta, I did not even know that was a thing. I and the funny thing was, it's like, duh, like what else is going to happen to the placenta? <laughs> like it's got to come out. And, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know that the placenta was that big. Mm. That was my thing. I just I'm like I just the, it came out I'm with like the baby. the baby comes out. Yeah, I think I just I assumed it just, yeah, that like just I, I didn't even know. Out. I'm like the baby comes out and then you cut the umbilical cord. Mm. Like I didn't even think about what about the thing that the umbilical cord's attached, attached to. <laughs> You just leave it. Yeah, like it's just, it's just, just cut it at the at the thing. Yeah, or it's like your uterus just like absorbs the placenta. <laughs> and like, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't vanishes. Even, yeah, it just it just disappeared. Like I did not even think about the placenta when it came yeah. to the. And then there was like the idea of you actually have to give birth to the placenta. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> and you see women doing it, and um, it can be if if it's taking too long, you actually they take you to the hospital as well because it's yeah. I mean, you're probably so exhausted by that point, but yeah, yeah, but oh, it's it's incredible to actually watch that as well because it's that you got to be just as relaxed. You got to relax again. Yeah, it's like having like I'm not saying uh, I know, but it's like probably like having twins where you have their birth and you have another birth, and it's like one after the other. So you got to do it again. I guess you'll find out. I guess you'll find out. No, the podcast no. will be very interesting around that time. It will be. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's, I, I Can I thinking- take maternity leave? <laughs> Because oh, I was thinking be too, today, it to be too fun. I was, I was thinking today, like oh, it'd be really interesting how this podcast develops and what it ultimately turns into. Yeah, like especially if I go and get like specialized knowledge, I'll be able to actually provide financial advice. Yeah. <laughs> and so if cool. and you'll be able to actually talk about being a mother. And then I mean, mm-hmm. if you, whatever work it is that you're doing, it's like it p- potentially just becomes like a complete liaison with like the oh listeners and being like it goes from us talking about hey, what are we going to do with our life to like okay, yeah. we know what we're doing. This is what we're about. Yada yada, yada. And like how it's actually going <laughs> to you know evolve and um, I've, yeah, I feel even, like even up until now like where we're at it's probably more like i still i'm like cringing even thinking about past conversations that we've had I'm like you know like oh gosh yeah. even like the second or third episode i'm just like oh i don't ever want to hear it it's probably not that bad but it's just where so. we're at in the process yeah and I'm like, i think we're a lot more level-headed now obviously we've had an experience and you can tell on the podcast the experience we've had which is something that's it's gonna be it's i think it's been a really good like um like a diary Oh, for, if nothing else, it's been a fantastic log. Like yeah. I was when I was scrolling back through older episodes, and I was just thinking, like, oh my god, episode eighty, I think, was the was the episode where we said the big announcement. We said, yeah, we're pregnant. Oh, yeah. It's like if we had have known, right, when we were recording episode two, that come episode eighty, we'll be pregnant. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Especially, and it's even crazy to think about episode two was like August ten, something like that. Like we started this yeah, in August. Wow. We started this in August. Oh, and it was cold. Yeah, and in winter. Yeah. Oh, but oh anyway. the chicken and Freud. Yeah. Freud's gone. Yeah. Did we say that? Yeah. No, yeah, he's, he's gone. He uh, left while we were in Pasco Vale. Yeah. So Freud, Freud's gone, but we've got um, fa- fabulous Frisia. Yeah, he's a significantly nicer rooster because Freud was so a little nice. asshole. Oh. He had a much better cockadoodle do on him than yeah. Frisia, but Freud's it's pretty arrogant. But yeah. But you walk into the thing and like Frieza just looks at you like, "Hey, how you going? Like, thanks for oh. topping up the food or whatever." Yeah, you, and you he- go in there with Freud, you be like, "You fuck, fucking invader! Like, come here, <laughs> come here, bitch! Come here, come here! Come here. <laughs> I can't! Yeah. I can't!" <laughs> <laughs> 
he was terrifying. He attacked me. He attacked a lot of people. Um, but Frieza's so nice. He like even what because he sometimes goes up on the perch, mm. um, up on one of the branches, and I give him some um, grass. He grabs it and drops it down to the other chicken yeah. the hens. Roosters are nuts so like when it comes beautiful. to how protective they are with the hens. He is so beautiful. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, it smells in my heart. Um, and Chica, Chica passed away. Yeah. I don't know if we talked a lot about her, but she was like an invincible chicken. She should have died a long time ago. She should have died ago. months ago. And it was when Freud came of age, she came back to life. She was she was <laughs> one of the- started humping her. She, she was, was the like, old- Woo! Yeah. Got new zest for life. Yeah. <laughs> She She's, was an older hen. Yeah. She was one of the old three, the original three, and uh, she was bottom of the bottom of the pecking order. Yeah, she had like um, her. She had a massive prolapse. Prolapse, that's right. And so she was like crook as, and oh, you know, we had to look after, after her and everything. And then she was bottom of the food chain. Yeah, after bottom that, bottom of the oh pecking order, and and then yeah, Freud was around. She came back to life. She was like. <gasps> Yeah. I kind of anyway, it. and she, she finally yeah, passed away. She so. passed away. But that's okay. Gosh, she was, okay. she really had a good run. Yeah, she did. For a chicken. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> before right. this completely devolves into <laughs> complete randomness. No, I don't have to eat. That's totally fine. Uh, I love you. I love you. Oh, uh, uh, also, oh, if close. you, oh. yeah, I mean, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you enjoyed the episode, like and subscribe and, and share. share it around. Thank you. That'd be awesome. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, the email address is itppc at protonmail.com. My Instagram is logan.d.gray. And my Instagram is yourja.gray. So, if you would like to DM one of us in particular, feel free. Our links and everything are in the description. Everything is continuously evolving. So, I haven't posted anything on Substack for a while. But that's okay. It's there. It's okay. And if you listen to the podcast, you would understand. Yeah, it's there. It's Change. There. Change. Change is constantly evolving. afoot. Evolving. That's right. All right. I love you. I love you. Let's have a blessed day. Yes.